Well, Mosaic, let me read for us again Luke chapter 2, verse 12. Let's start here. This will be a sign to you, the angels tell the shepherds. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So this would have been a very familiar sign for shepherds, right? Mangers, feeding troughs. Isn't it beautiful when God wants to speak to us? He often starts with the things that we understand the most. And oh, how we love the signs of Christmas. How many of you are like my family? It's like, boom, the day after Thanksgiving, Christmas decorations go up. Let's see the hands, huh? Yeah, give yourselves a hand. That's the way to do it right there. Day after Thanksgiving, let's bring those signs out, right? Anybody start before Thanksgiving here? Couple, oh man, woo, starting early. How about any bah humbug people? You're like, Christmas isn't really in the Bible. You know, it's like, come on, come on. You know, it's funny, kind of, yeah, the signs are everywhere, right? Uh, man, I mean, if you're here, how many of you, like, how many kids here? You're just waiting for your presence to be opened. Any kids excited in the house, right? Absolutely. Man, I remember when I was a kid, and um, I remember the first new bike that I got, it was the best. I didn't care if it was 18 degrees outside. I didn't care if there was snow and ice on the ground. I'm out there riding that bike because that bike to me was a sign that Christmas had come, right? Um, maybe your sign is just you just love seeing the joy on kids' faces. Uh, maybe for some of you, it's that favorite meal that you cook. It's that house full of people. Um, I'll confess, for me sometimes, it's that favorite beverage that I enjoy pouring that maybe only gets poured once or twice a year. But it's that sign that, man, like, God provides so many wonderful, good reminders of his presence with us. But here's the deal with signs, Mosaic. Sometimes it's so easy to pay attention to the signs that we can miss the depth of what's beyond the sign. Sometimes we pay so much attention to the signs that we miss the depth of what the signs are pointing to. And our hope for you is that you wouldn't allow that to happen this year. We had a new addition to our family this year. His name is Wilbur. You'll see Wilbur uh, up here on the screen. Um, Wilbur loves life. Do I have a picture of Wilbur up here? Wilbur loves life. Oh, man, this is going to be disappointing if Wilbur doesn't come up. Um, So, yeah, to tell a little story, some people in my family think that um, Wilbur has become our fourth child. Um, some people think that Wilbur has gotten in the way of my love of my wife. That's not true, hon. I love you very much. Um, is, is it coming? Technical difficulties this morning. Um, yeah. Anyways, the, the thing about Wilbur is Wilbur loves to, and, and John Bettendorf, I know you're here in the room. You have a Springer Spaniel, so you know this. Like, Springers love to chase their ball, right? Um, the ball is it. Sometimes, though, and the ball brings great life to Wilbur, and I know your Millie brings great life to Wilbur and Millie, Um, but sometimes they lose track of the ball, and so what do you do as a dog owner, right? You're pointing your finger, and you're like, the ball's over there, right? And what happens to the dog? They begin staring at what? The finger, right? And so they're following your finger everywhere, and they're missing out on the fact that, no, 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 come on, it's, it's actually beyond my finger. Stop looking at my finger. What you're looking for is out here. This is where life is found, 
This is where life is found. It's possible, you guys, to enter into the frenzy of the next couple of days in the midst of everything that's going on and be staring at all of the signs and be caught up in all the finger-pointing of all the things that we love and miss what's really there. Let's not allow that to happen, Mosaic. Um, Yeah? No? All right. We'll move on. How did we get this Christmas celebration at this time of year? Uh, I mean, you know, for those of us living here in the Northern Hemisphere, um, we're a little disappointed to find out that there's really nothing in the Christmas story uh, that leads us to believe that, you know, Joseph and Mary were trekking through snow in cold weather, right? I mean, there's no signs that lead you to believe that this was a real December 25th event. It was actually in the mid-4th century um, that the church, and when I say the church, the, the church capital C, um, the church as it was taking form throughout the world, um, said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to place this specific celebration, this specific celebration that God is with us, we're going to place this right here in the calendar. Because just a couple of days ago, perhaps some of us were aware of what? The winter solstice that took place, right? Here in the northern hemisphere, and what happens at that season of the winter solstice? Darkness Darkness is most prevalent, right? I mean, for the, for the majority of the day, darkness is what we're experiencing. But at the winter solstice, light begins to increase. And so the church said, let's, let's place this celebration of this story of God coming and living with us, taking on human form. There he is. There's Wilbur, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a hand. I mean... If I would have had to go home and tell Wilbur he didn't make it into the, the, the Christmas Eve Eve slideshow, he would have been disappointed. Um, here's his ball. Let's show his ball, right? Um, do we have a picture? Yeah, his ball brings him life. He loves his red ball, but sometimes he misplaces it. And I'm like, there it is, right? And then he just, he's staring at my finger as I point at it. I'm like, there, there. He's, you know, stop looking at my finger. This is just the sign. Look beyond it. Um, all right, getting back to... <laughs> Wow. Here we are at this season of year, and darkness is prevalent. And doesn't that speak really? Doesn't that speak really to um, life as we experience it? So much darkness, right? I mean, there's so much that goes on underneath the surface of our lives, Mosaic. Is there not? Every one of us here, go ahead and just turn to the person to your right or left, and just go ahead and let them know, like, I know you have a lot going on under the surface. Go ahead and tell them, you know, it's okay. It's okay. That's the beautiful thing about mosaic. We're we're not afraid to say that to each other, you know? Like, you've got a lot going on under the surface, you know? And I do too. Like, it's all right. We can speak those words to each other. Uh, I love this this old poem by Christina Rossetti. Christina Rossetti in her poem called In the Bleak Midwinter, she writes these words. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, long ago. That speaks to just the experience of our existence, Mosaic. So much of what we've gone through, 
this year, 2018, so much of what we will go through coming in 2019, it, it can feel like a bleak midwinter existence. Uh, there's so much going on under the surface of our lives. There, there, there's fear. There's fear. There's things that keep us up at night. There's anger and there's hurt. Uh, there's pain that's present there. Uh, for some of us, there's extreme loneliness. And in a world where we have so much happening around us and so many opportunities to connect, still in the midst of all of that connection, there's still so much loneliness. And then perhaps the greatest dread of all, the greatest midwinter bleak experience of all, maybe I'm just not enough. Maybe I just wish I were more. For some of us, we are trying to love our neighbors and we look out at situations around us and our hearts ache because the more that you step into need around you, the more you realize just how great the need is. And it can be easy to reach that point where you're like, why do I keep, why do I even keep on trying? I mean, the darkness is strong, it's prevalent. And so it's probably no mistake that in the dead dark of the night, these shepherds living outside of the city, these shepherds who were often the forgotten ones, these shepherds who were often the lonely ones, it's here that the divine chooses to show up and make an announcement to them. It's here that God shows up and says, good news for you, peace to you. Because you're the ones living in a lonely existence right now in the midst of a bleak, dark, perhaps cold night. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here's what I'd like us to do, Mosaic. Just take a minute and consider this announcement. Born for you in the town of Bethlehem, in the town of David, a Savior, Messiah, the Lord. Now these terms that are being used here, Savior, Messiah, God's anointed one, Lord, ruler of all. These were terms that would have been given to modern-day rulers of this time. Uh, Caesar Augustus, the leader of the Roman world, these were all titles given to Caesar Augustus. He was the Savior. He was the one who would bring good news to Rome. He was the one who would bring peace and establish his peace. He's the one, if you looked to him he would provide. But the angels here are giving a very different message. No, 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 no. There's a whole nother Savior. There's a whole nother anointed one of God. There's a whole nother Lord, a ruler over all the rulers, that if you look to him, this Savior, and that word Savior, it really just simply means one who releases you from bondage. One who leads you out of the tangles that you experience. One who leads the world out of the tangled web that we've woven together that we often find ourselves in or other loved ones in. 
or neighbors that we love deeply. This one, God with us, he's the Savior. He's the anointed one. He's the ruler of all. Mosaic, as we gather together today, my hope for you is simply this, that you would know that God is with you in whatever midwinter experience you're going through now. And even though maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes the Christmas season is a little break from that experience, right? Because we can now focus on the signs. And we can focus on the signs, and all those signs are a distraction. But my hope would be that you would look beyond the signs and that you would be willing to call out whatever bleak midwinter experience is going on under the surface, and you would realize that there is a Savior who is with you in the midst of that. There is a Savior who is with you in the midst of that, leading you out of bondage, ready to untangle whatever web is present there, that there's a Savior who's with your neighbors that you love deeply, and you can keep working you can keep striving, you can keep being present in their lives to help kind of untangle those webs that are there. Mosaic, God is with us. God is with us and he is for us. And perhaps more than anything, what we need to know is simply this, God is not against us. He's not against any of us here in this room. He's not against anyone that we run into out on the street. God is with us and he is for us. God is not apart from us. He's not distant from us. Although he's total other than us, he is right here with us. And perhaps most importantly is that we would know that God is not apathetic towards you. And God is not apathetic toward this world. And God is not apathetic toward any situation or circumstance that you're facing. Nor is he apathetic toward any of your neighbors that you love deeply. That you wish things could so drastically change for them. The, the mystery of God with us is just the, the mysterious way that he enters, Right? I mean, the all-powerful one needs to be wrapped up and taken care of. The one who will ultimately be the bread of life for the world needs to be fed by Mary, his mother. The one ultimately who is coming again uh, and who will bring a new age uh, to this earth that we're experiencing comes at first quietly and in the stillness. So he gently leads us. He gently leads us as one who has been with us in our existence. Mosaic, let's, let's do this. Let's capture a moment right now where we can hold together both light and darkness. We, we don't like to do that, right? We, we like experiences of light or sometimes in the midst of our darkness, we just feel like light can't be present there. Or maybe we expect light to actually like just dispel all of the darkness away. But, but what we have to learn to do is we have to learn, even as Jesus so wonderfully showed us through his human experience, God with us, that the human experience is often being able to hold light and dark together. Say, it's okay. The darkness doesn't have the final say. The light is here with me. And although the light is here with me, it doesn't necessarily mean that the darkness goes all, all away. We have to be able to hold those things together. There was a 13th century Persian poet. His name is Rumi. And Rumi, I, I love these words. In the midst of whatever midwinter experience you're facing now, don't think the garden loses its ecstasy in winter. It's quiet, but the roots are down there riotous. 
there is some new growth and new things just waiting to come forth from your life as we step into another year of acknowledging that God is with us, Mosaic. We, we, we receive that. We embody that together. We leave this place, and as we leave this place, we take that to the world all around us. Um, and what we want to do now is we simply want to capture a moment. Underneath your chair, you'll find a candle. And uh, I guess you might say it's kind of become a tradition here at Mosaic, um, although we're not that old, but um, just as an opportunity um, in the midst of kind of a low-lit room to acknowledge that, you know what, yeah, darkness is a real thing. There's a lot of things that go on under the surface of our lives, a lot of confusion, a lot of pain, a lot of loneliness, a lot of hurt, but we're not alone in the midst of that. There's a Savior who's with us. There's a Savior who's with us, who was born on that silent night so many years ago, um, but is still very much present with us, and he is not against us. He is not apart from us. He is not apathetic towards us. I want to invite our, our candle lighters to come forward. And uh, as they come forward, um, they will begin to take their light and pass it on to you. Um, and as they pass it on to you, let's pass this light together, Mosaic. is just a way to celebrate the mystery and beauty of God with us. Well, Mosaic, as we prepare to leave this place, Enjoy the signs of Christmas that are all around you. Um, enjoy them, but let those signs lead you to that greater reality. Uh, that God is with you, just longing to, longing to be with you in each and every moment. Um, helping you, helping you be the human being that you were created to be. One of the things I love about Mosaic is uh, what starts here doesn't stop here. It gets extended to the world around us. And as we hold these lights, um, I can't help but think of uh, Jesus who told his followers, like, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Um, so, so go, go and, and be the love that you can be for the world. Um, we've invited you, Mosaic, throughout the last couple of weeks into an advent of disruption. That when God shows up, when God's people show up, things get disrupted. And so we, uh, we just want to remind you, we've this year um, just said we want to just give. We want to give. So we've been doing this Advent of Disruption offering. None of it's coming to Mosaic. All 100% of it is going out the doors um, to Tijuana churches that are ministering to a growing migrant caravan week by week. And we know an organization, I have a relationship with an individual there who's working with these churches, resourcing them that they can tangibly help this growing migrant caravan in Tijuana just be a blessing to these people. And also then we've said to the Center for Legal Immigration Assistance here in Lincoln, um, we want to take part of that offering then and give it to them um, as a way of helping them do what they do, meet people in a very real place of need. Um, people who maybe are experiencing a bleak midwinter existence. So we want to invite you into that. If you go to mosaiclincoln.com, if you go to our Mosaic app, just choose the Advent of Disruption offering. Again, this isn't about our church. We're not going to see any of those dollars. Every penny goes out the door. Um, so we just want to invite you to step into that if you haven't done that yet. There's even a giving station at the back of the room if you want to, if you want to engage in that. So thanks for gathering today, Mosaic. It's good to be here together. And... Uh, we got to eat some cookies. Um, 
So there's Christmas cookies at the back of the room. Grab a cookie. Most importantly, give a hug. Um, high five, whatever it is. And uh, Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful celebration. And we hope to see you soon. Thanks, Mosaic.